0: Do you keep buying new planners only to have them sit unopened on a shelf? Do you have post-it notes and to-do lists everywhere, but it still feels like nothing gets done? Growing up, my mom always, always had a planner sitting open on the kitchen counter. Um, in fact, she still does. It's a different house, a different different location, but she still has it there, and I remember growing up on Sunday nights, she would sit down and she would have all of her bills out on the table and then she would sit there with her planner and she would update her calendar as well for the week. So I guess, I guess I got this from somewhere. (laughs) And in today's episode, I'm going to teach you how to make and keep a planning habit. So listen in, it's going to be a fun one. Do you wanna feel less scattered and more focused but the idea of planning or goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If that sounds like you, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, and business owner. I started this podcast to help hardworking women and high-achieving mamas plan and set goals playfully and lightly. Unlike pressure-filled approaches, plan-goal plan centers on what delights you to help you envision all the possibilities your future holds. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I'm going to guide you through practices that will help you plan for clarity, set goals for direction, and act with purpose and delight. Let's get started. There are some exciting things ahead on the Plan Go Plan podcast, so I want you to be on the lookout for some new cover art, some exciting new guests. I've got all sorts of shenanigans up my sleeve, (laughs) so can you tell it's the end of the school year? The school year is winding down and my summer energy is winding up. It feels good, y'all. Before I jump in, I do want to give a shout out to Sodak Sarah for her review. She left me this review. It says, love this podcast. I've been looking for a long time for guidance as I navigate life in my 40s. This podcast offers life coaching perspectives for women in the workplace. Thank you for a podcast I can relate to. Thank you, Sarah. Being in our 40s is a trip, eh? (laughs) I'm so glad that this podcast is offering you some guidance. We're in this together and your review meant so much to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are finding this podcast relatable, give me 10 seconds and drop me a review or share an episode with a friend. It really helps me out. It gets me some listens. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have a planning practice? What do you do? What do you do? What's your biggest, baddest, most amazing planning habit? Right now, I think that if I would answer this, I mean, this answer does change from time to time, but my answer to this question at this moment is write things down. Write things down, pen to paper. (laughs) I'm actually a hybrid planner. I use a combination of paper and digital planning, but writing things down is key to me. So, how did I get in the habit of putting pen to paper? (laughs) Today, I'm going to teach you how to make and keep a planning habit. So before I jump into my tips, I do want you to think about, you know, why are you listening? Why, why do you want to have a planning habit? And I really want you to connect with that. So if you're like, well, I need to save time. <laughs> All right. To do what? What do you need to save time for? Is it so you can do more work? Y'all, you're overachievers. <laughs> you are an overachiever. You're already working hard. What do you need more time for? Is it for yourself? Is it for self-care? Is it to take care of your own well-being? Is it to focus on your marriage? Is it to have more time to grow amazing friendships? Is it to make memories with your kiddos? Is it so that you just can still spend the time that you're spending with your kids but actually be focused on them? Name your why. Why do you wanna have a planning habit? What are you doing this for? All right, my first tip, if it is within your budget, splurge on a nice planar and pen. Y'all, paper that is just the right weight. No ghosting, a little toothiness to it. Mm. (laughs) And a pen that is fun to write with is so great. Y'all, I even take notes at meetings if I have a sweet pen. Fancy paper and pens make everything feel fun. It makes it feel elegant. Treat yourself. I also want you to open that pretty planner up and I want you to get messy. Get messy with it. Are you a perfectionist? This is a great place to practice breaking habits of perfectionism. So often people buy these beautiful planners and then they don't want to write in them because they don't want to messy them up. I get the same urge, but we got to write in and we got to use them. If you are not a paper planner, I highly recommend that you give a hybrid approach a chance. There is so much research on how writing things down is so important for brain activity, for memory. It slows things down. It commits things to your memory. You are just more likely to able to do the organization and the prioritization that you want with pen to paper. I use my planner to record all of my appointments from my digital planner down. I write them down. It's just really helpful for me to remember things, to organize things. I'm less likely to overschedule. I'm less likely to double book myself. It still happens, but not nearly as much when I write things down. I also use it as a place to just capture all the different tasks that are coming in, to organize them, and then to prioritize what needs to get done when. If you don't have a budget, you do not need anything fancy to start. But fancy is fun. <laughs> and sometimes investing in something is what you need to really get you to commit. So do a little reflection. If you are someone that once you're like, oh my gosh, I just spent 50 bucks on a Planner, I'm going to use this thing. That might be what you need to actually get yourself to commit. So once you have your planner, I want you to set a time and place for you to do your planning. I have a weekly preview review session. And then I also do check-in daily. So the first thing I do after arriving to work is I take my planner out, I open up, I open up my digital planner, and then I decide my top three priorities for the day. Then I get to work. If possible, find a time to do your planning where you will not be interrupted by your kiddos or your colleagues or your partner. (laughs) Also make your habit delightful. For me, this means stickers. I really, really love stickers. When I was really deep into reading about planning and goal setting, I don't remember what year this was, but I had a student give a presentation on decorative planning. And she told this like beautiful story about how much she was struggling with anxiety and her response to her anxiety was to really shut down and just do nothing. She feels so overwhelmed by all of the tasks that she wouldn't do anything. And her therapist had recommended to her to do some decorative planning. She really likes crafting. And so her therapist said, you know, get out your crafts and turn your planner into a work of art. So she told this beautiful story about the process she went through of learning to decorate and plan together as a way that made working through her schedule, organizing her time, not so scary for her. And I thought it was so lovely. And so I I was like, you know what? I need more joy in my life. And I bought myself a whole bunch of stickers I was like this is so fantastic and I will say I don't go all out like there are people that it's almost like their entire spreads of their week are just stickers I'm not I'm more like uh let's sit down and throw a few stickers on sometimes I'll do a month at a time sometimes I'll do it each week but um it's really fun if you haven't played with stickers as an adult you know do it there's also some really beautiful stickers out there. But for you, making your habit delightful may not mean decorative planning. It might mean you know, treating yourself to a bubble tea when you do your weekly review or using that fancy pen or playing music that makes you happy. You might even use these delightful things as your cue or trigger. So when you're looking at how do you start a habit, a lot of times having something that triggers the habit, is really important. So for me, when I walk into my office, I sit down and the very first thing I do is take out my planner. And then I sit at my desk and I can see it all day. It just sits there open and ready, ready for tasks to come in, ready for me to look down and know what I need to do next. But you might have something that you're already doing that will act as a cue for you to grab that planner out. So for you, you might pop open a kombucha and then that cues you to grab your planner. Whatever you do, do it delightfully. My other tip is to just keep it simple. If you're starting from scratch, you can write down one thing that would make you feel good if you just completed it today. Can't remember all the things that you need to do? Just focus on capturing all the tasks that come in. So there was a period of time Particularly right after I had my babies and my brain was just fried for the longest time If somebody, you know, like if a student came to me after class and was like, Hey, you know, Danielle, this is going on. And I'll be like, Oh, I can help you with that. Just like, I'll do that. And I forget. And I was always a person that could just remember. And I needed to create a way to just write things down, capture them right when they came in. So I had like this little notebook and I would carry it with me everywhere. And then I think I shifted to an app for a little while and I would pull out my app when it was time to do my planning practice because it would have all of the different things that I had captured. My brain works a little bit better now, so I can oftentimes, you know, I don't have to do it right in the moment. I can wait until right after that meeting or I can you know, be grocery shopping or something like that and then come home and write something down. Um, But you might find that that little notebook or having just a notes app on your phone where the moment that something comes in, you just capture it and you write it down. So you can make that your priority if that's the thing that you're struggling with. Maybe you're really great at capturing all your tasks, but you struggle with prioritization. You just feel super scattered. You just kind of look down and you do something or you're doing something, but it's not the most important thing. In this case, I would recommend that you start with a daily top three activity that I talk about in episode seven. If you keep overscheduling, practice honoring white space on your calendar. Oh, that's like a hard one for me. Choose one thing around planning and then just work on that and making that a habit. When you feel in the flow, then you can add on something else or change your focus. Planning should make your life easier, not more complicated. If planning is creating stress for you instead of relief, take some time away. (laughs) It is okay to walk away. It is even healthy to walk away. What you want though, is to have a system, a marker in place that will bring you back and restore that habit. That's why having monthly planning sessions where you reflect and review on the month and then look to the next month is so important. That's why having quarterly review sessions are so important. That way, if you hit a busy season, And your planning practice just falls apart. You have something in place that's going to bring you back and give you that fresh start. If you decide very intentionally that it's just time to put a pause on your planning, on your planning, because it's, it's feeling maybe obsessive or unhealthy, or I don't know, you just need a break. Knowing that you've set aside some time at the end of the month or at the end of your quarter to recalibrate, to recheck in, to reestablish that habit, is a really helpful thing. Y'all, planning makes me happy. It's a place where I get to dream about the future, where I can reflect on the past. It helps me clear the clutter out of my head and get it on paper so that I can be present for my students, for my kids, for my hubby. My mom never made a big deal about her planning habit. I just saw her. I just saw her do it and I noticed. And even my noticing was a bit inconspicuous. And I say this because I do not want you to underestimate the power of modeling for our kids and our coworkers, simple sustainable and fun practices of planning planning that prioritizes your well-being i wish for you some freaking awesome paper and smooth as water pens i wish for you an easy habit of planning a gentle putting of priorities into practice one decision at a time if this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow plan goal plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities y'all.